up. Or there's Rob. Rob is here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm uh, driving. Hopefully, you guys can hear me okay. So we know it's Rob has music. Yep, we know he has music. That was Beyonce. Don't hate. I'm not gonna hate on the. I'm not gonna hate on the Queen Bee. I am. I am. I'll start this time. I'll start tonight off. This is uh, the second edition of the No Man Podcast, and I'm just gonna say that I hate Beyonce. As a middle-aged man, Beyonce does nothing. She's talentless. She can sing, and she can pop out Jay Z's babies. That's it. Other than that, her CDs make great toasties. That's it. Well, Rob, when we when we find Matt dead, what the fuck are you living in the '90s with CDs? What the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry, (laughs) Mister '90s playlist. When you walked, it's like technically early 2000s. No, 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 no. My Rob's Righteous 90s playlist is all 90s all the time. And it's on a streaming uh, Rhapsody network. Uh, there's no CDs involved there. Look, if I didn't know any better, I would think that you were a middle-aged woman. <laughs> well, uh, bend over and I'll show you I'm not. Well, that was... <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Friday at 930, man. That's what you're going to get. Well, Matt, you'd be proud of me. Last weekend on our uh, boys trip, I tried to bring Rob up to um, into the newer world of music. I, I had him listen to Kendrick Lamar. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> I think he waited my table. Well, he might have. I mean, but I like him. So screw Well, him it was uh, anything but a boys trip for that. that that's for sure. It was... It wasn't even a middle-aged man uh, man's trip. It was an old man's trip. Um, we had we had people that were getting car sick. We had people that had to take two or three shits at a given time. Brian, you were choking on a Girl Scout cookie, throwing up. I mean, it was a it was it was a terrible, terrible uh, man card losing trip for sure. Well, let's start well, off then by saying happy birthday to Jacob with of our topic. Yes, I think he's still throwing up. What do you do for milestone birthdays? And it sounds like uh, for Jacobs, everybody just got shit face drunk and threw up everywhere. In my defense, I threw up because I was laughing so hard. I don't remember what I was laughing at, but I was. I you ever had one of those good laughs where you can't even breathe? That's what happened to me, and I was just like, "Oh God, oh God." But I was polite and caught it in my hand. <laughs> was this at Hofbrau House or? No, this was when we were back. Our place. We're, we were playing. I don't even know. We were playing some old man yeah, game. Some trivial pursuit. Brian, Brian conveniently doesn't remember. Uh, the reason we were all laughing is because he farted. Uh, it, it basically stunk up the entire room. People were getting up, leaving the trivial pursuit table. And I look over and Brian's got some weird brown substance coming out of his mouth and he's throwing up quality quality <laughs> did john michael make his way to to the birthday adventure uh eventually he, he wasn't able to make it uh, back that evening because of some storms or weather or something or other but um he joined us uh he joined us that morning the next morning again uh, not even middle-aged man i mean we were old fogies uh, we even had breakfast at Cracker Barrel. I'm surprised they didn't give us the senior discount. It was just pathetic. 
<laughs> so nobody had to eat raisin bran to get regular. <laughs> it was interesting. Good. It was a, it was a very long car trip home because we had to pull over what yeah, two or three, three times? times I think for Jacob who kept getting sick and um, you know I mean I, normal people are going to get sick when I'm driving but honestly I really felt like I was you know I drove pretty well. Cool. You drove fine yeah. to me. Yeah, well, not to Jacob, apparently. He's got the sensitive tummy. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it sounds like you all had good sorry, had a good time. Sorry I couldn't make it, but um, I just had better things to do. Well, and, uh, <laughs> when every every group has a uh, has a a bitch in it, and we all recognize that that's your role. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, let's continue with the topics <laughs> of the week or du jour or whatever the hell you want to call them. Uh, Rob, this one uh, you brought up execution and role in our daily lives. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's Friday at 930 and I'm not really certain I'm uh, prepared to really talk a whole lot about that. I just spent two and a half hours at a board meeting, the beginning of a board meeting retreat that is going to go into the uh, into the weekend for hand in hand ministries and um, kind of sort of wiped out here as far as uh, talking, uh, you know, professional stuff. So uh, all I'll say is that uh, as I we all went around the, the room uh, talking about why we're on the board and what we're looking forward to the, for the board to grow with. And I uh, very simply said, hey, you know, we are the we are the uh, sum of the people that we hang around. Um, and you know, it's nice to hang around a lot of good people with hand in hand, but, um, the only reason that I'm a part of that group, the only reason that we've got friends that we have or jobs or lives or wives is because we've chosen to execute. So, um, I, that's, that's, uh, about all of the motivational slash professional speak I've got left in me tonight, guys. Uh, so you are mentally exhausted. It's been a long, a long day. Frankly, a long week in the insurance world. It's been, it's been tough with all the flooding and the water backup issues, and uh, you know, just a lot of, a lot of issues this week for sure. Well, we can always move to another topic. I let's uh, do another one. Let's talk about NCAA scandal. This is something that I've been paying attention to. Sure, Brian, you have too. And I yes, think sir. I'm torn. I think uh, I don't think the players should be getting paid just because I think there needs to be, you know, some sort of amateurism. But at the same time, if they want to ruin their lives and go directly out of high school, there's nothing there to stop them. I don't think that the NCAA or the NBA can stop somebody from making money. And well, no, you're right. They can't because they have the option to go to Europe and play over there or South America and play there. Or I guess they can even opt and go straight to the G League, which was formerly known as the uh, NBA Developmental League. Right. So, you know, it, it's that old argument, you know, you can turn pro in tennis at 14 if you want. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, you know, I can't really, you know, in a, an 18-year-old if they want to 
try their hand professionally and make money. You know, that's up to them. So I, I think the, the one and done rule is crap. I've always thought it was crap. It's, it's just something put on by the NBA to try to build up their future talent. Yep. And I, I, I don't see any point in it. And if they just want to make those life choices for whatever reason, then fine. Well, then let's Test talk about it professionally. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, there's all sorts of NCAA scandals going on right now. You know, you've got the, the pay-for-play scandal going on with uh, Sean Miller and Rick Pitino and a handful of other co- colleges out there. Um, but one closer to here is the ruling on the Katina Powell's hooker gate uh, that took place at, at Louisville and the vacation of Final Fours and championships. That right there, I mean, it just shows you that the NCAA is just stupid and doesn't really care what they do. They will speak out of both sides of their mouth, and they're not – they're really not helping their situation. Um, There is really no excuse to take away a banner or banners in UofL's case because everybody who was there – one, they were gone when they got punished. And two, when they found that somebody was on the team, they reported the violations that they were, you know, said that they were involved with the party and they didn't even have to be suspended for a game. They had to do some community service. So when all that came about, then you have the infractions committee just saying, well, there's no precedence for it when there actually was. And I, I just, I, I think it's, you know, it comes down to execution, like Rob was saying. And uh, you got to force the rules. You can't just do what you want. And that has me pretty, pretty pissed off. Well, well the, the thing on that is, well, I agree with you. The NCAA, I think, looked at this as such a horrendous act of strippers and sex. Well, I guess you can say it's sex parties um, that they were just like, what the fuck is this? And they were just like, we don't care about precedent. We're just going to lay the hammer down on U of L. And, you know, sometimes even though they're supposed to be non-biased and just look at straight at the facts, you know, human emotion is going to play into this. And we all know that the NCAA is never consistent. And this was just another issue of inconsistency. I think we all knew that U of L was going to lose. Yeah. And I, you know, we had all kind of braced ourselves for that. But in saying that, um, I, you know, Matt piggybacking off what you said, we all witnessed what happened in 2013. Yep. It- I was at the game last night. I wore my 2013 championship shirt. Um, there were plenty of other people there in 2013 gear. You know, there's banners hanging around. So you can take the banners, but you can't take the memories of what happened. Very well said. Very well said. I think Brian, let me ask you here with regard to sure. the 2013 shirt. Uh, let's say that I wanted to go out and buy a, 
I mean, if, if you could still, I guess, buy a 2013, you know, UofL national championship shirt, uh, buying that shirt, who, uh, who profits from that shirt? The NCAA. And technically, Rob, you can still do that. Yeah, you can go to um, the NCAA's can... webpage and, and still buy yeah. uh, 2013 championship apparel. So the University of Louisville receives no profit from any of that marketing and merchandise? Nope. No. Huh. Okay. Well, defeats, uh, defeats my uh, commentary there then. Well, I, I'll say I'm 99% sure doesn't receive any of that. Um, since it's on the NCAA's website, I, I doubt that it is dispersed out but I might be wrong on that. But everything I've heard and read that I haven't seen anything where schools profit off of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess that that's the big issue here is you're right. You can't take away the memories. You can't take away the games and all that stuff. But in the end, I think the purpose, uh, in my opinion, the, the main purpose would be to punish the university or punish and ensure that there's no additional profit made off of the fact that they were, uh, doing illegal things during the during that time. Well, and that's another subject. Um, if we want to get into it now, we can. But I'll, I'll just say this: it's tough to retroactively punish somebody. You know, like we all have kids. If one of our kids is dying, and we're like, okay, well, we're gonna punish you for something in the past. It seems it would to me it would seem more it would seem better to punish them in the future by taking away scholarships or banning them in some way, which UofL did not receive. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, okay, we took down your banners and we're wiping, you know, we're wiping away those memories more or less. But there's no, there's no to UofL. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, it, with the whole Brian Bowen thing that is still looming out there, how can the NCAA even punish Louisville when all the role players in that are gone? I mean, how do you, how do you enforce that punishment when it came up? It needs to say anything will even come up with that. Because the FBI, the FBI doesn't have to doesn't have to give them anything. They don't. They can no. say, "Up, oh, sorry about that, NCAA. We've done all this work, but you know what? We don't have to give it to you." Or, no. If it's six years down the road from now, you know how are they going to how how's the NCAA going to even enforce? You know, everybody's going. Right. I I. I... I don't know. That's, I mean, Matt, that's a good question. If, and if someone knew the answer right now, I think they'd be worth a lot of money for their big brain. But yeah, that there's just a lot of unknown with this. Because if you've been following some of these reports, some very small schools are implicated in this. Yep. You know, it's just not the quote unquote power five schools. There are lesser schools that have these players' names on there. So this is a tangled web that reaches many, many schools. So 
it, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea how the NCAA is going to even approach this. Well, I mean, obviously, the NCAA is is. I, I can't disagree with a whole lot of what you guys have said. Obviously, the NCAA has done a lot of things wrong, and I would I would hope that in the future they start using those billions of dollars they receive every year to get a little bit more focused on compliance and um, you know stringent with their regulations. Um, coming from a different perspective, though, and looking at you know the 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 larger perspective of what the NCAA does. You know, I'm, I'm a big Division Two guy, obviously, with Ellerman. And, you know, I go to those games. I go to the regional games. I go to the, you know, the, the Elite Eight games. And, you know, there aren't a whole lot of profit centers for the NCAA outside of those big sports. Um, and, and so a lot of those big sports funnel down and really help Division Two, help Division Three, help those guys that are, uh, you know, the sports that aren't profitable, that, you know, a bunch of kids aren't going to go pro in. So I would hope that they get their act straight so that, you know, NCAA, you know, Division One basketball doesn't just take down the entire house, you know. Well, it the only way that it would do that is if CBS and TBS decided, oh, we're not going to fund your tournament anymore because that's, that's where the NCAA makes their money. And that's what keeps the doors open is the basketball tournament. Um, football, you know, the coach, the, the NCAA really doesn't have anything to do with football. Um, they've got their own playoff, their own, uh, you know, league. They really, the only thing the NCAA does is enforce a few rules. They don't really sponsor anything that they do. So I see basketball going to that in the future just forming their own and basically using the NCAA as their secretary. So, yeah, very good. Very good. Well, Rob, you, uh, watched the Olympics. What was your take on the Olympics, the winter Olympics? And yeah, you know, I really didn't watch, uh, I didn't watch as much as I wanted to be able to watch. Um, I mean, it was, it was, there was, a, you know, there was a lot of a lot of good stuff, and I think the coverage was the coverage was was good. It was nice to be able to see that stuff live, but also the replays, you know, during the regular Eastern Standard Time. But, um, you know, I, I I had a good time watching them. I, again, didn't really watch much of them. You know, I think I'm I'm more excited in 2018 about the World Cup. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh well, the U.S. isn't in it. Well, you know, who gives a shit? They're not really good anyways compared to the rest of the world. Never have been and probably never – well, it, will, it won't be for a long while. So um, I'm really excited to get that thing rolling. I think that starts in late June uh, for the World Cup. And, um, you know, that's definitely a lot of fun to, to watch and, you know, enjoy. Well, I will say that I probably will not watch the World Cup because the United States is not in it. It is an absolute travesty that we are not – in the World Cup, it is an embarrassment, and I'm glad that they got rid of Jurgen Klingsman, but I'm not so sure that the new guy that they put in his place is worth a shit anyway. So, you know, until we can actually uh, get some talent on that team, you know, I just, we're going to be awful, and 
I don't know if it's if we need to just put more resources into it, like on the women's side or what, but it is an absolute embarrassment to the country that we uh, basically choke. Well, I mean, it's, so. it's, it's, it is a matter of resources. It's a matter of, uh, you know, spending time focusing on uh, development of players and, you know, but it's a generation's thing. I mean, you know, these kids in different countries have been playing soccer for, you know, decades and, you know, decades and decades. So they've been able to develop, you know, their, their, uh, their abilities and, you know, in the U S for better or worse, it's just not been a, a major source of, entertainment and I, I think it's starting to pick up it's exciting certainly in louisville but you know i think we're a long 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 way away from being a powerhouse in the world soccer circuit right i think I mean, you're... i don't know if we'll ever be a germany or a brazil or a country like that but we should at least be making the world cup Every cycle, I, I, I don't see how we miss. Well, I mean, out you got what thirty? Is it thirty-two teams that I think are a, a part of that? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, so it's, I, I mean, I, I hear you. It's, you know, to suggest we're not in the top thirty-two, or we, you know, we shouldn't be in the top thirty-two. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a, a swing and a miss to use another another sports uh, metaphor. But, I mean, we we've made the you know the final eight. Um, you know, we've done the round of 16, uh, you know, on occasion, uh, it was just a, you know, it, it, it was a bad, a bad year, about a couple of years really for, for the men's team. Um, you know, again, the powerhouse countries in the world never really have a bad year. Um, so, you know, I think we've still just got a really long way to go. I will uh, be watching though. Oh, yeah. I will get sucked yes. up in it and I will watch it and, did you all see the article since it's in, uh, what, Russia, yes. correct? Did oh. you see the article that um, they are going to allow, if you have a prescription, I don't know how they're going to check this, you can bring in heroin, cocaine, and marijuana. Nice. Uh, medical opioid use. I, I don't know how they're going to enforce <laughs> prescriptions. I don't know, say that if Rob just went and I just said, sure, I'm Dr. Brian Russell. I will write you a prescription for weed. I mean, that, but isn't that kind of what Russia's all it's about? It's the wild, wild west out there. <laughs> yes, so. I mean, that's just kind of fitting. I, I think um, soccer hooligans are going to be taking it up another level. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'll be interesting. Did you see, the, was it a Russian curler guy? <laughs> busted for doping yes i did see that i mean really like curling you saw the americans over there they were fat they were beer swindling mustache wearing gold medal winners gold medal winners it's fantastic i mean what do you need steroids for curling i mean really those guys are i mean their wives must be really happy with them because they can sweep a floor like none other. I mean, those guys can sweep. <laughs> that was fun to watch. All right. Well, final topic here. And this is just one that I came up with because it really grinds my gears. 
Brian, you and I talked earlier in the week about going to see Metallica. Yes, sir. And uh, one, two things on this. Why in the hell would they announce a year in advance tickets? Yeah. One, I, I, yeah. And the prices $115 for the, for the worst seat in the house at the Yum Center. Come on. Metallica, their fan base is straight out of the trailer park. Sorry, but it is. And lower level, $400 seats for the lower level. Good God. I mean, that is just, that is asinine prices like that. I'm sorry, but that is just, that is just, uh, I'm speechless on how just how greed has taken over and people think that they can charge $400 for a seat. There's nobody worth $400 to see in concert. I'm sorry. I no, I completely agree. Um, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay $400 to see Aerosmith and they're my favorite band. So, but yeah, there's, I wouldn't do it. Has it, uh, have they gone on sale already? Yes. I mean, how many tickets are left? Well, I don't know. Matt and I discussed press our luck and we're going to start checking Seat Hub in basically a year since they play about, what, like March 6th or something out of next year? Yeah, the concert is March 9th, 2019. I mean, James Hetfield could be in rehab again. Or his doctor may say, oh, you can only work three hours a week. Hell, they might have another basis by then. I mean, Lars could be dead. I oh, mean, yeah. they, I mean, it, a year in advance. Ay, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's safe to say that before March 9th of 2019, that that concert will sell out. There's a very good chance, yes, because you know Metallica is a big name draw, um, but. So my, Matt I guess my, my next her. question would be then why didn't they sure. why did why didn't they uh, uh, charge 150 or you know 500 for four seats if it still sells out at that number supply and demand people are stupid enough to pay it why not uh, I mean why not do what Garth Brooks does yeah. every yeah. seat it, it for Garth Brooks was the same was the same price and you do four shows. So you charge well, eighty bucks a ticket, eighty bu- eighty bucks a ticket, and you're in town, and you do for five days straight. Because Lord knows Metallica is not performing every night. Let, I mean, they're big enough to where they're like, well, we can do one night a week, which is basically what they're doing. And you could do five nights a week in half the city. And draw the same amount, if not more. I, I, I mean, I hear you. It's just not their brand. Now they're greedy bastards. They got rid. They killed Napster. They're not a killing concert. But if the price is right a few days before the show, I will get tickets. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, I will say I have, I guess I have a 
a point where, you know, Matt, you and I saw Guns N' Roses, and we paid, what, yep. 85 for the tickets? 85 bucks. I and I and I thought it was it was worth $85. Very much so. Would I have paid $200 for to see them? No. I don't think I would have. Well, I mean, I, I paid more than more than that 85 for Paul Simon tickets coming up in June, and he's coming to uh, Nashville, and where I'm on the floor, and, you know, that's just it's similar to Guns N' Roses, Brian, or, you know, those other bands. It's like, you know, you just, it's it's an experience that leave, when you leave, you're not necessarily going to remember your entire life how much you paid, but you'll remember that you got to see them. But he will be your bodyguard. He will be your long-lost pal. Um, you know, as long as he calls me out. <laughs> Well, I mean, Rob, you're right. I, when you two came here last summer, I paid um, slightly over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I had so. I mean, yeah, everybody's got their everybody's got their point, and I don't have that point of 115 from Metallica. Yeah, I agree. I was just, you know thinking about them like where do they get off (laughs) fair enough Uh, all right well i don't know about you guys but we're 30 minutes in and all of our topics are done i'm i'm tired ready to get into bed i think we had another productive podcast i think so too do we have any callers next time we need to get that we need to get some callers. Nice. Oh, that would be great. Let's make that happen. We'll figure it. Yeah. We'll make that happen. So, until next week, go fuck yourself. <laughs> see you guys. We'll see you on the All right. Bye. Bye.